Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 4, Episode 17 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us as we continue our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials, looking in Genesis chapters 3 and 4 and Moses chapters 4 and 5 in the week of January the 10th to January the 17th. And today we're going to conclude January, uh, January, not January, uh, Genesis chapter 3 and Moses chapter 4, uh, where we look at the event of the fall. Uh, and that will leave us with uh, a few days to look at chapter 5, uh, which is good. Um, we may not quite get to the end of chapter 4, uh, Moses 4 and Genesis 3, we'll have to see. So we begin uh, with the Lord uh, making his way into the garden. Uh, of course, uh, we know that uh, Adam and Eve have just partaken of the fruit and we discussed uh, this. I just want to share one more quote that I found in my studying um, relating to what we talked about last time uh, with Eve and Adam uh, making the choice um, and how it was an intentional choice to take the fruit, knowing that it was something which would, that God had said would lead them to die, um, but uh, it would, it was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, but yet they were given the choice to do so. Um, Elder George, well, President George, George Albert Smith said, quote, When God created the earth and placed our first parents upon it, he did not leave them without knowledge concerning himself. It is true that they had been taken from them, the remembrance of their pre-existent life. But in his tender mercy, he talked with them, and later he sent his choice servants to instruct them in the things pertaining to eternal life, close quote. So we know that obviously it's referred to that Adam and Eve were, were innocent in the garden. And so there is that question of, well, how could Eve make a choice like that if she was innocent? Now, obviously, we know that there have been a lot of things that have been forgotten by Adam and Eve. Um, but they had some idea of a choice that was in front of them. Uh, and that was the chance or the, to make that choice uh, that came uh, and of course, Satan entering the garden had a significant role when you think about it, because without him entering the garden, would they have partaken of the fruit? Maybe, perhaps, uh, perhaps over time that they would have made that choice in and of themselves. But Satan's presence, that adversary, that, um, as we learn in, in uh, Second Nephi chapter 2, um, we need to have that opposition in all things in order to be able to progress and make the choices that help us to become more like our Heavenly Father. We would not become more like our Heavenly Father through this life if we did not have difficult things to choose from. And they are difficult, of course, but they are things which we need to make the right choices in. Otherwise, we are not going to progress and become what our Heavenly Father desires us to be. Uh, and this life is the best time in which to do that. It's the most prime conditions in order for us to make that progress. Sure, we can make progress after this life as well, but if we don't make the opportunity now with the body that we have, we are not going to gain that as great mastery and as great progress as we can, uh, that we can in this life. Or at least development, uh, I should say, not mastery perhaps, because that indicates a sense of perfection, which we aren't going to get in this life. But we can certainly make a much better progress in this life. Um, so God appears, God not, doesn't, well, he doesn't appear, he comes into the garden um, and he asks uh, in verse 9, Adam, he said unto him, where art thou? So Adam and Eve have hidden themselves. Um, and actually, we skip to verse 7 in Genesis 3. Um, and also um, in Moses, we read about this um, in verse 13, about this idea of fig leaves. 
So the fig leaf is a very large leaf, and obviously at first um, first glance, it seems like the perfect thing in order to cover things up. Um, but very quickly, uh, these leaves, when they are detached from their life source, uh, when they are just used as fig leaves, um, they quickly shrivel up and, and die and expose whatever's underneath. And that's a very uh, important uh, analogy, really, as to what happens when we try and cover things up ourselves. We need to make connections with our Heavenly Father. We need to be open and honest with him and talk with him and listen to his spirit guiding us as to what to do. Um, things will very quickly become uncovered if we try to seek to not include our Saviour in the repentance process, whatever that might look like. Uh, and so um, this idea of fig leaves is is that is quite symbolic of that, really. Um, so we move on, and of course, um, Heavenly Father asks this question, where art thou? Now, of course, Heavenly Father knows where he is. <laughs> I think we would all agree that, um, the, that Heavenly Father, or the Lord, knows exactly what's happened. And in fact, you know, as we talked about, it was his design that it would happen. Um, but uh, he had to allow Adam and Eve to go through that experience um, of trying to hide themselves, but ultimately having to to um, repent. Elder David A. Bednar said, quote, Upon hearing the voice of God after partaking of the forbidden fruit, Adam and Eve hid themselves in the Garden of Eden. Notably, one of the first effects of the fall was for Adam and Eve to experience fear. This potent emotion is an important element of our mortal existence. Close quote. We literally see, after that partaking of that fruit, mortality set in to these two. That this hiding was from a fear um, standpoint. And, and that is um, clarified or, or, made, or proven. In Moses chapter 4, verse 16, it says, And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I beheld that I was naked, and I hid myself. Now, obviously, you know, the, the first thought is straight away to go, oh, well, they were naked in the garden, and, and, perhaps, and perhaps that is the case. I mean, we know that's the case because of what we'll learn about in a minute. But I think there's also a sense of spiritual nakedness or this, this recognition that they are imperfect at this moment now. Um, beforehand, they hadn't made a choice or transgressed, which would lead them away from God. But now they had, uh, and so they were embarrassed or ashamed. And this is where we get this idea in a Doctrine and Covenants section 121, where uh, we have, um, if we live um, in accordance with our covenants and we have the priesthood prevalent in our lives, um, then our confidence can can wax strong. Uh, and clearly at this moment, Adam and Eve's confidence was was lacking. Uh, in front of the Lord, uh, and and that is shown because of they know that the choice that they made uh, is something which God had had warned them not to do. He hadn't again commanded them not to do in terms of um, it being um, something that they must follow, but it was a choice that they could make, uh, and they had made that choice. I was just reluctant in the words that I used there because, of course, we do read that. In verse um, 17, the Lord replies by saying, Who told thee thou was naked? Hast thou eaten the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldst not eat? And if so, thou shouldst surely die. Um, so obviously, me saying that the Lord didn't command them not to eat the fruit isn't actually true. He did uh, command them. But it was again with this caveat of thou mayst choose for thyself. And that is very significant. Uh, we don't often get that. In the Ten Commandments, it doesn't say thou shalt not kill. However, you, you can choose for yourself. Um, so I think that that is still an important caveat there to remember. Now, of course, in verse um, 11, um, 
and sorry, verse 12 of Genesis chapter 3, we get Adam's response. It wasn't, I know I've made a mistake, I'm sorry. It was, the woman that who now gave us to be with me, she gave me the tree and I did eat. So there is a, a clear um, kind of blaming there by Adam. And interestingly, in verse 18, um, there seems to be a bit more added, uh, kind of included in the Joseph Smith translation of this. Uh, Adam actually says in, in Moses, the woman thou gavest me and commandest that she should remain with me, she gave me of the fruit of the tree and I did eat. Now we can um, look at this in a number of perspectives. Perhaps Adam here is saying, well, the woman gave me this, she had eaten it and you told me to stay with her. So I had to do it. That's one way we can look at this. Or perhaps we can look at it in the sense of, well, she gave this to me. Um, she had already eaten of it and I want to stay with her. You know, this is what I've promised to do. So I took of it as well. Um, uh, and, and I think that obviously that sounds um, much more um, impressive um, or or desirable that, uh, that Adam was, would say it in this way. Either way, however... He, his response is not looking at his own personal responsibility. Uh, it is looking at, you know, where else it came from. L. Lionel Kendrick said, quote, Blaming, an, a unchristlike communication is that of blaming. This is a condemning communication. It is interesting that when the Lord confronted Adam in his fallen state, Adam began to place, to place the blame on Eve for his actions, close quote. Um, so this, there is a reluctance here. And again, you know, Let's not blame Adam too much for this. How many times have we made a mistake in our lives and we've tried to look for ways in which, yes, of course, we may take some responsibility for it, but there's always a reason. You know, it's, it's something that I need to work on is being able to accept that I've made a mistake, that I've done something wrong, not because there was a reason for it, uh, but because I just made the wrong choice. Uh, and I, I think that that is something that we can, a lot of us can relate to. Um, it is 10 minutes now and we've uh, not gotten to the end of Genesis uh, 3 and Moses 4. So we'll we'll conclude this section tomorrow. But there's just, again, so much in here. But I think two days to cover um, Cain and Abel is a, is a good amount of time. So thank you so much for joining us today. We'll continue this study tomorrow. Um, hopefully uh, you can share some of what you've studied on Facebook as well, just to um, share and take part in this discussion. Thank you for those that have also already this week. There's been some good comments, which I can't wait to share on Monday. Uh, so please have a look on the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me uh, and share your thoughts there as well. Thanks for your time and until we meet again.